Well, I guess something I can tell you about. I got uh, this needs a visual representation. We'll uh-huh. we'll see if this works. But um, so yesterday was our anniversary. We mm. went up. We had dinner. We saw a movie, and our <laughs> punishment, I guess, for leaving our dogs home for oh, no. six, seven hours. Oh no. We so we keep them locked in like the back. Um, we have like a kind of a thingy set up where we have like dog gates in like our back hallway. Yeah, it's just like a little short hallway, um, and that's where we keep them when we're gone. Uh-huh. And um, they're both like older dogs, so I don't know if they just you know they have their routine set and like yeah, it, and you because usually like you know. We were gone less than we're gone when we leave them when we go to work, you know. We, yeah, it's nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, it's like they're used to being left alone for that amount of time, yeah. But I was like, was it because it was like the evening and usually we leave them during the morning? Um, but the floor was covered in shit, like, oh, holy shit. And I'm, I took a picture. Oh, I'm gonna no. send it to you, and <laughs> oh no, because it is worse than than you're imagining. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh damn! You're, yeah. <clears throat> are you sure your dogs didn't watch the Aviator while you were gone? <laughs> yeah, and, and they they took it as like a a role model, like example of like somebody to look up to. Yeah, they they uh because. <laughs> But it's like uh, it's like Blue's Clues. So they're like, show me the blueprints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. rough. Yeah. So we got home, and then that took us like just dealing with that, and then we had to give them baths. Because like, what I was gonna do is I was just like, because we, we just like threw them, we just like, put them outside while we like cleaned it. We ended up we just ripped up the entire floor, and so we threw that out, that linoleum. So now we got to get a new thing for that back hallway, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, at a certain point, yeah, you just gotta, it's, you gotta trash it. There's no redeeming, like how old yeah. is the house? Oh, the house is pretty old. I yeah. mean, I think that the house is like a pretty early Hastings house. Like I think it's been around for a while. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know when like, you know, the, how right. old the flooring is but right yeah. right because like sometimes of those old houses like the wood rot is so bad that you just gotta yeah. like you know if you want to make major you know that's 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 what happens with like all these like house flipper people and mm-hmm. that's what i won't i won't dox him but a, a friend a mutual friend of ours that i lived with for a brief period of time he lived in a house and like he had to flip it and mm-hmm. like, you know, they have a bigger house now, but he, I, you know, he didn't just give them the landlord special where he just painted white over all of the appliance or like all over the mm-hmm. trim. But, uh, yeah. well, yeah, no, this, this relates then because there was one time he had a husky puppy and uh, I came home from work late one night. He worked like really early. So he, he worked at like two, he, he had to get up at like three in the morning to work like a whatever shift. And so mm-hmm. I worked till midnight at the grocery store. I came home and I was like, all right just going to make some ramen, go to bed, you know, do whatever it is that I do. And their their kitchen floor was uneven. And this husky so like 
but it, I mean, it wasn't like noticeable. Like you didn't like walk in and you're like, whoa. Oh, okay. But it was there was like okay. a slight angle to it, and okay. so <clears throat> I come in and this this husky puppy like had it out for me. I think it felt <laughs> targeted. So I'm like cooking ramen on the stovetop, and I look down, and the puppy looks up at me, and then just like squats and pisses, like long stream. <laughs> and but since the floor was uneven, it went it went down, <laughs> like almost into oh. the living room, and I was <clears throat> I was just like, "Come on, man, really?" <laughs> and I think I think he did wake up and he came out and helped me because I because it's like. I'm living here, but like you're not my dog. Like, what do I do? I don't. I can't yeah. like punish you, or I can't be like that mad. Yeah. But anyway, he did flip that house, and like you know what? I, what I'm getting around to is like he ended up pulling up that kitchen floor, and the entire wooden like under thing was rotted, and he like actually replaced the entire thing and like made the floor even again. Like it was, oh, wow. it was crazy the amount of effort that he went into to flip this very small house. Huh. But yeah, dogs be pissing. <laughs> Ain't <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> but it's just, that's my excuse for having to finish the movie today. Because <laughs> I started, I didn't start the movie until like 9.30, 10. When uh, I was planning on starting it at like 7. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I finished it this morning too. Yeah. Speaking of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pissing shit. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to uh, There Will Be Duds. This is episode 83, and I am your co-host, TJ, a.k.a. J-Spot Jack Cheese, and with me as always. As always, I'm Nick, a.k.a. Dr. Funk on Twitch. And as always, we watched a movie, uh, that movie being The Aviator from 2004, directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, it follows the life of uh, a real-life billionaire, entrepreneur, uh, inventor, filmmaker, Howard Hughes. A All of the above, what I just said. <laughs> a, a very prolific, famous, yeah, philanthropist. Like, Well, I don't know philanthropist, but a bunch of shit. Super rich yeah. guy. Super successful. Apparently had like all the money in the world. <laughs> and it kind of follows a period of his life from like the 1920s to 1940s. Some of his most significant uh, events like the making of his movie Hell's Angels as well as the flying of the, the Spruce Goose. Uh, a very big plane. Yes. As well as uh, kind of tracking his uh, mental decline as he suffered from, amongst other things, a severe obsessive compulsive disorder so it's just it's a it's a biopic it's an oscar Beatty biopic yeah i get yeah about a, about a famous person's life yeah it's a little oscar Beatty, but it's martin scorsese so it's still like yeah really good i i noted that it's it's oscar Beatty, but it's still it's still good um, like oscar Beatty movies now i feel like are just so by the numbers like all right, we're going to hit you with this dramatic beat, and then we're going to hit you with this dramatic beat. But he overcomes it in the end. Yeah. And, like, they're they're just very generic. But I feel like this, you got to have, you know, someone like, like, like a more auteur director like Scorsese mm -hmm. to really, like, make it work. Yeah, I, um, I, to me, I feel like this, this is right around the period where 
Oscar Beatty movies really got to be Oscar Beatty. Like other ones, like I don't think are bad movies, but are very Oscar Beatty. Like, yeah. like what is it? Cinderella Man or, or Ray or oh, Walk okay. the Line. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking specifically like biopic ones. Yeah, where and especially they ones like that celebrate sort like of old Hollywood and like yeah. the magic of movie making. Yeah. But that said, I like like I think Howard Hughes is such a yeah. like he is a unique subject. Yeah. And the fact that like like you said that like, oh, it ends with them like overcoming or or whatever, but it's like he doesn't really like yeah. it, it ends with him like alone in that bathroom. <laughs> like, even yeah, even in his like highest what should be his brightest moment, you know, up at that until that point in his life, he's still seeing hallucinations of men coming to get him with their germ resistant mm-hmm. clothing and he still has to be escorted away um i, I okay i i i didn't because i saw that i looked at the the wikipedia page afterwards and i didn't like make that connection watching it but it said like yeah he has hallucinations of i was like i i thought that those guys were actually Just there like, and like oh, how do you know they that were. they're germ resistant clothes like i the gloves. Oh, did they have gloves on? Yeah, I guess I wasn't had, looking at their hands. Yeah, they had like the white gloves on. Okay. I yeah, I think they were there because I feel like you see his field of vision. You see them from like his perspective and they're, you know, menacing and walking towards him. But then it cuts to like that other shot of like the three of them standing there. And I feel like you do see them in the background, but they're just kind of like mingling and smiling. Just like, there. I, oh, okay. I think they gotcha. are there, but gotcha. he is just, he is so you know, freaked out and paranoid and obsessive compulsive about it that he just, that that's what he sees, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Man, do you remember when <laughs> billionaires were cool? <gasps> like think yeah. about it now. Like the, the, the billionaires that we have are like Elon Musk and like Bill Gates and all these other shitheads. Yeah. And it's like, you never built a plane. You never made a movie. You never like, I don't know. It's like Howard Hughes. It seems like he did so much cool shit. And he was such a, I mean, I'm just basing this off of Leo's performance of him. But it's like, right. yeah, he seemed like at least an interesting guy. Although, you know, actually, if Twitter had been around when Howard Hughes was alive, <laughs> can, yeah. you, can you imagine the wild shit that Howard Hughes would just, it's like, oh, you look at his feed and it just says, he just tweeted, show me the blueprints like 50 times. <laughs> you know, you're scrolling through. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is a major like men will literally yeah. build the largest flying aircraft of all time uh and make and make titty pictures instead of going to therapy. Yeah. Cuz he... like and and I mean like I think you know the richest of the rich are still there's probably they get away with a lot of shit because they're so rich. But I feel like there's probably not anybody I mean, maybe, maybe there's, maybe this still happens, but I feel like if he, if this were like around today and like, you know, some super rich billionaire had locked himself in a room for like months at a time (laughs) and was like doing, I feel like somebody would be like, okay, maybe we should like get him help. Yeah. Back then they're just like, he's weird. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Just, yeah. uh, At Howard Hughes tweeting at Juan Tripp, you're queer as a bed bug. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, again, like I'm my only like real sort of comparison is like you know pre Twitter buyout Elon Musk with you know mm. SpaceX and the rockets and like I I wonder if he is like he saw the aviator at a formative age and he was like no that's I, that's what I that's me I'm that guy I'm I'm cool. I, uh, I was also thinking of of Elon Musk too because I was thinking of like like Tony Stark which who maybe Tony Stark was like based on like yeah. the original character is based on Howard Hughes I wouldn't be surprised and Elon Musk envisions him as like or his fans envision yeah. him as like the real life Tony Stark so I was kind of making those comparisons too but yeah like Elon Musk doesn't really invent anything he just like happens in on like certain patents or yeah like gets in on the ground floor of PayPal. of businesses at yeah as other people actually put the work in and and like make the shit he just like yeah puts his name on it because like his, he's his, just a, you know his parents blood diamond money into it yeah i was gonna say he's like he's just the rich kid son of rich parents and then he just kind of had all of that you know net you know flowing income to just do whatever he wanted although yeah. You know, where where Elon Musk is in his life, I'd like to think that that's kind of like if you if you're tracking both Howard Hughes and Elon Musk, now Elon Musk has bought Twitter and has like completely moved away from like self-driving cars and cool rockets. And I just want to picture Elon Musk like in his office, like completely naked, full of piss jars, looking at <laughs> Twitter on his phone. He's like, should there should there be a separate uh, feed for for followers or mentions? Um, um <laughs> Should there should I okay we're doing Twitter Blue you can you pay eight dollars you can get a, you can get a subscription oh they made fun of me again oh shit oh they're they're impersonating <laughs> me again no no you can't do that anymore like just losing his mind like trying to figure out how to change Twitter because like, he's like. fired everybody yeah yeah <laughs> um anyway the Aviator ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah like despite all it's it, you know all of his mental issues that he he dealt with yeah he does seem and i don't know i i don't know much about him outside of this and like wikipedia or just like here and there shit so i don't know maybe who knows if he was like problematic but he seems like for for a for a billionaire like a pretty cool guy like i read a thing where like he there was I don't know. He was just like really supportive of like people in his life. Like there was this one, I can't remember who it was, but some actress that I think he proposed to, mm. um, but she like rejected him, like didn't marry him. But then he ended up like supporting her children, like through their education and everything just cause he like cared about her or whatever. And he like never really spoke, maybe some of them, but he like never really spoke ill of any of his like exes or anything. He's like a very like, sh- polite man i think yeah yeah i mean i don't know how true the scene is in the movie where he pays off the guy to not publish the story about yeah you know katherine hepburn but mm-hmm. it's like you know she's a scorned lover and he would have every reason to be like yeah serves you right for having this salacious story posted but mm-hmm. he buys it out and makes sure that it's it's buried which yeah i don't know which it's like which is more unethical someone publishing like salacious uh, like paparazzi photos in the newspaper like that's pretty that's pretty shitty but then he goes and like <laughs> buys them out so he buries like news stories so it's like ah, the, the, yeah it's all morally gray area i guess which is which one do we want to like root for yeah in in a willem defoe's only scene there's a yeah. lot of like 
<laughs> just crazy amount of like Cameos. names in this that just yeah. pop up for like a scene or two. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, shit. Adam Scott with uh, a little oh, mustache. Yeah. I guess he's yeah. he's in it for a few scenes. He's like yeah, he's, he's more he's early life Howard Hughes stuff. Jude Law. Jude Law is another one who's in like. He's in like one scene with dialogue, and then you see him like kind of in the background, yeah. in like a later scene. Ian Holmes a more prominent character, but I like that he just kind of was like he would just be there. He's like he's like defending uh, his movie The Outlaw against the MPAA about like you know the the titties and yeah. stuff, and and then he's like, <laughs> and then Ian Holmes just there with him, and like. You're like, why Why is he there with him with this movie? And then he's like, oh, my associate, the mathematician, da-da-da. And then he's like, yeah, go ahead. And then, like, <laughs> later when he's, like, when they're flying the plane, it's like, Ian Holmes there for some reason. <laughs> I just like that he's just like, okay. Well, he's, yeah. like, he's like a meteorologist, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I, I mean, I know. It's just yeah, like. he's like, look, he's like, what, what kind of wind do you think we're working with? And he's like, uh, 15 knots, I think. Like, yeah, like, would you call that a headwind? And he's like, yes. <laughs> it's like once oh. uh, once Howard Hughes decides that he likes you, you are permanently stuck in his orbit yeah. of someone that he's going to call at 2 a.m. To yeah. It's very much like uh, like Prince. I've heard stories. Mm. There's like a uh, an evening with Kevin Smith, one of his like Q&A, let me tell mm-hmm. you a bunch of funny stories. Yep. And he was okay. telling like stories about Prince. And there's like... Prince would call me at three in the morning and be like, I need a camel. He's like, Prince, it's we're in Minnesota. It's three in the morning. Like, where am I going to get you a camel? And he's like, oh, okay. That's a good point. Like, just has no, he just, he doesn't understand why he can't have this. Yeah. Like, and that, that's kind of how Howard Hughes is. Like when he calls John C. Riley, he's like, he burns all of his clothes because Catherine Hepburn dumps him. And then he's like, oh, shit, I need new clothes now. (laughs) He's like, how did that happen? Yeah. (laughs) He calls John C. Riley, and he's like, hey, uh, I need you to go down to to Penny's and get me uh, some new suits. And he's like, Penny's is closed. It's two in the morning. And he's like, ah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Like, it's just (laughs) a completely different world. It's neat that, like, and, you know, the uh, dramatized, not like directly all like accurate but it's just i think the the movie does a good job of just showing how much of like a genius he is where he's like they're designing i think they're talking about designing one of the planes it might be the spruce goose and he's like they're like discussing that and he like draw he like hands him something that he was drawing that's like schematics for it and then like they're still talking about the plane and then like a couple minutes later he hands him another drawing and it's like a new design for like the bra for the actress in the movie. And it's just like, I guess he also knows how to do that too. And I, I think it's just one of those things where like, it's just, it's a, it's a language he spoke like blueprints or whatever. Like he treated, he he treated them with like the same level of intensity and like passion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, yeah, that he's just able to like look at something and be like, okay, I know how to, I, I understand how to design that. Just like whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it seems like he was just born with it. You know, sometimes it's like lightning in a bottle with some people. Yeah. He's like another. Oh, yeah. Another, I guess, fictional British person I thought of was like Bruce Wayne. 
because I was reading on like his his Wikipedia where he literally would like he would just it, there was something where he like he like bought a hotel and like later in his life he would like just buy hotels and like live there for like months and then there was one where like there was a, I think it was another hotel or like a casino called like the Pink Slipper mm-hmm. and it had a giant neon pink slipper on top of it and that was like it's it's logo or whatever so he bought that business so that he could remove the pink slipper because it was in his like view and he didn't like it <laughs> like <laughs> it would like it would like shine into his bedroom as at night so he bought the the place so he could get rid of it <laughs> like that's that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah and you know like Going up against the, like, the the whole, like, Senate committee, and they're like, oh, do you want people to know that you're, like, a war profiteer? It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like, the only, he's the only one of you guys that's, that's done that, right? Like, yeah, he was, uh, he was Adi from uh, The Act of Killing. He's like, all right, you're going to try me? Try everyone else. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Who else gave you airplanes that never saw action or never flew? And you're mm-hmm. like... Damn, he's got a point. Yeah. And that yeah, yeah, that that was a fun scene to watch Alan Alda like get everything get it like completely like Uno reverse carded. And suddenly yeah. he's like he's he's just sputtering like, no, 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 in this hearing, I ask the questions and like he just barrels right through him and and just completely decimates him. Mm-hmm. It yeah. reminded me, I mean, obviously this came after the aviator, <clears throat> but it sort of made me think of like Better Call Saul with with mm. Chuck, whenever Chuck oh. was like with his electrolysis, whatever condition, mm-hmm. like when he would just kind of barrel through it to make the greater point, and then as soon as he like leaves the courtroom, he's just like, <sighs> oh yeah, you know, like the, like the scene when uh, when when uh, Howard Hughes initially meets with uh, Alan Alda, and man. Alan Alda is such oh, a little yeah. shit heel. Like when he intentionally puts the thumbprint on the glass and he's like, uh-huh. he knows all the ways to needle him. And then, you know, Howard, you know, he's very defiant. He's just like, you can tell them to kiss both cheeks of my <laughs> ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he leaves. And as soon as he's out the door, he's like, he crumples and he's like, <gasps> and he like goes down the hallway and grabs his cane. Like it was mm-hmm. all a big show. And I feel like that's the same thing he was doing, like in the in the big courtroom scene, is like he doesn't like being around people. The flashing light bulbs set him off, but it's like a greater point that he wants to make, and he just barrels through it and gives that public perception of being very well put together. And then as soon mm-hmm. as he's out of sight, you know, he's the way of the future, the way of the future, you know. Yeah, yeah. This chicanery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember thinking. I I feel like this is one of the more cuz uh Leo I guess famously or or infamously I don't know he he went without he was one of the ones who like he went a long time without getting an academy award and yeah. a lot of people were like they said that he like kept getting snubbed you know me included like yeah there were there were many many times where I was like come on come on you're not going to do that and I I think that like this is this one's probably like the one that I would think that he deserves deserved the it most. The most, yeah. Um, it was two thousand four. I guess I don't really know who who would have won it that that year. Oh, uh, maybe it was. 
No, I think that was 2006. I was going to say that, maybe Forrest Whitaker. Was uh, was 2004 A Beautiful Mind? No, that was like 2001 or something. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, probably Million Dollar Baby. Oh, no. he. You know, well, you mentioned it earlier. He lost to Jamie Foxx and Ray. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Johnny Depp was up for Finding Neverland as well. Oh, which okay. we uh we we reviewed and i think we also uh defined that one as like a pretty oscar Beatty movie yeah although i think <laughs> yeah. Tra- travis and i had a better p- reception of it than i think i think you rated it a little bit lower yeah than we I did, did. <laughs> there's a discussion that i think is kind of it's it's become more uh commonplace or i i like see it around like discussed more often now between um like quiet and loud acting mm, um mm-hmm. do you know what i'm talking about like i think so uh, there's a lot of, like youtube essays or whatever and it, it to me to me it comes off as a little bit of snootiness of like of like like quiet acting is better than loud acting and what they mean what it means by that is like uh like loud acting is it's kind of kind of what leo does like you know like cry a big like ang- like scenes where they're like angry and yelling yeah. and crying and stuff and then quiet acting is like one that I, the one that I, always comes to mind for me but isn't like a super popular movie or at least like not it hasn't been seen by a lot is uh casey affleck in manchester by the sea um mm. did you see that one no but i, I know I basically I know the basic premise and I've seen okay so I've seen uh, bits and pieces of it he he's, he's like he's very like he, maybe he cries once but if he does it's just it's very like yeah he's very yeah. just somber and slow but I think he's so so good in that movie the reason I bring that up is because I think Leo does both in this movie really yeah. well because like especially like if you know what's coming I think like in the very first scene that he's in, if not, it's very early on. Um, he does it. It's less pronounced and he only does it like once, but he does like the, <clears throat> like that, that like throat clear thing that, that becomes he does. Like a tick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can kind of, yeah. You can see a lot of his like mannerisms, like uh, slowly like the, approaching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of. <sighs> I'm dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's cool because, like, I think if, you, if you're if you not familiar with Hughes, like, if you haven't seen the movie before, I feel like the early, the stuff in, like, the early scenes, or at least really early on, would probably just, you know, you wouldn't even pay any attention to it. It's just like, yeah. oh, he, just, he just cleared his throat. Right. But, like, that's it. But then, like, you know, and then it, it builds and, like, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, he he. It's like a quiet performance that gets louder and louder, like yeah, you know, bigger, more pronounced, like as it goes on. I think he does a really good job of like that sort of uh, ramping up, I guess, mm. of of all the all the ticks, all the you know, the ins and outs of the performance, the 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 issues and stuff. Um, yeah, I think pe- I think people that sort of detract Leo for that like loud acting, I think. A lot of the times, because like on YouTube, you will see like compilations, like the best acting of the 2010s, mm-hmm. and it'll be like snippets of scenes. And usually those scenes are like big, intense, loud, like emotional mm-hmm. performances. And I think maybe like they just kind of lump Leo in with that. But I think he's, yeah. you know, just looking at his career, he's kind of in his own league that you can't, maybe he's like, 
a symptom of a like a larger issue that like other people watch Leo's performance and they're like, yeah, do that. Give me one of those. Yeah. And so it's like this sort of facsimile of of a Leo performance. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, and I guess what I'm saying is like, I think I'm, I'm just defending both. I'm saying that like, I think both are good, but yeah. I, but I, I do think that that is a little, I guess, cringy or something. Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. Like you put like the, the like melodramatic, like, Oh yeah. Symphony music behind it. And it's like, Shit I don't drives know. me crazy. L- yeah. It's just like repeatedly, like a bunch of dudes just like screaming at somebody and, uh, yeah, if that's if that's like all that you think acting is, yeah, maybe you should check out like something slower and see yeah. see what that does. But like, you know, I don't think that that's you know means that it's like any of that is like kitschy or or bad or whatever. It's just you know, yeah, yeah. There's there's different there's different ways to act perform. You know, there's a lot of screamy yelling stuff in The Departed too. Of course, of course, yeah. he's the next movie with Leon. I think it's also great. A lot of great yeah. acting in that one too. Hold on, my cat is driving me nuts. Okay. She was like claws deep in the door. I heard it scratching. Oh. <laughs> Can't have a shut door around here. Um yeah, I see the I see the clip from the Tobey Maguire movie where he's a veteran a lot. Oh yeah, uh, Brothers I think. Is yeah, what that where he's like he's like freaking out and he's like, oh, I gotta go. Oh, what are you gonna do? Uh, or, and yeah, uh, I was gonna say like Leo in uh, Revolutionary Road is another one oh, that I would okay. say too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate that shit though when people take already existing <sighs> scenes of like dramatic movies or TV shows. And they add that stupid ass, like piano, like epic emotional music score. Like, yeah. like on TikTok, I'll see a ton of like breaking bad clips. Like I've seen the clip of like Jesse in like the, um, fuck. I think I know what you're talking he's like, about. The whole reason I'm here was to sell you meth. Like that sort of scene yep. or the problem dog scene. And it's like, there's no music in that scene for a reason. Don't like yeah. it's already a dramatic scene. It's already great. Don't yeah. don't like try to you know no I'm making original content on TikTok. I put different <laughs> music underneath it. So that means I'm also an artist or a creative content creator. It's shit makes me so mad. It it's the evolution of like the gift set on on Tumblr posts where like people yeah. make gift sets of like scenes from fucking vampire diaries or something like that <laughs> yeah and and then they'll add like a little the fucking paragraph of text underneath saying like how you know how much that means to like the characters and da 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 it's like just fuck off just watch the movie no <laughs> no commentary nobody ever talk about movies or shows ever or do yeah <laughs> how yeah that's so uh how pedestrian talking about it, cinema yeah and uh, also, Kate uh, Blanchett is great in this, too. I want to shout her out, too. Yeah. She's incredibly charming as Catherine Hepburn. Oh, as yeah. Catherine, as Catherine Hepburn was. Just She, she kind of nails that performance of Catherine Hepburn, who is just a, you know, a very likable person. 
in her. Yeah. In her yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I think I did. I have more to say about like the early parts of this movie than like the later parts because okay. like the Catherine Hepburn stuff, I really, really liked. And I really liked the color grading that they did for like those early scenes. I did. To, you didn't? No, I know why they did it, but I I still think it looks ugly. I don't like it. <laughs> well, I feel like that's the point. I feel like it's it's supposed to look. With, I get it. Because like to me, it looked like uh, it looked like when they tried to color black and white films, like they went like cell by cell and like sort of hand like painted. Like it's got that sort of like very turquoise, almost like like uh, copper when it starts to uh, oxidate, has that sort of look to it. I thought mm-hmm. it was neat. I thought it was kind of a cool way to make it look like something from that. Like you see like the first early color pictures from that era. And it kind of looked like that. Yeah. I, it's, it said that they did it in, intentionally to imitate the. <laughs> Your arms st- are crossed right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't. Like- <laughs> two, the two strip uh, Technicolor is okay, what I was yeah. imitating. And yeah, I, I get it. I just I, I still don't think I really liked it. <laughs> I I can I can respect it and like kind of appreciate the choice without enjoying it with my eyeballs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Oh, that was also like there's a few like really good uh, clapbacks in this movie. I would say, and when he goes to Catherine Hepburn's family and like is sitting there at the dinner table, I was like. Hell yes, you, he owned the libs right there. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like I think I think the term is like champagne socialists. It's like already people that are wealthy that are oh. like talking, you know, talking about highfalutin ideas about socialism, and mm-hmm. like actually we don't care about our money because we believe in the like yeah liking socialism on paper. But then you know as soon as any of those sort of policies would get enacted, they'd be like, "Now hold on, now see we're we're some of the good ones, so don't take our money away." But yeah. when like when they're asking him about the plane and he starts he starts going off and they're just like, "These," and then someone else like kind of interjects with like some sort of stupid family thing. It's they're like, just like, "Oh, oh yeah, my cousin he, did that." Yeah, because he says it's like it's it's a boat plane, and then they're like, "Oh, s- s- your cousin sailed a boat," or like just something like. Tangentially, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Just disregard him, yeah. And then when her mom is like, uh, like, uh, 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 yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't care about money anyway. And he's like, and he's just kind of, oh, even under his breath, he's like, yeah, because you've always had it. Yeah. And she's like, speak up again. And he's like, <laughs> you don't care about money because you've always had it. And it just completely shuts them. He's like, I got to go talk about some more airplane guff. And then he gets up and leaves. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes. Get their asses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that too, just because like I like I would feel that that sort of like stressed out feel that just like talking, 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 like the way that it kinda like Yeah. Like regardless of like his own like his unique sort of social issues, it's like, yeah, that would be stressful as shit. Just like yeah. with all that that conversation going on, that would be annoying as hell. And so, yeah, I would probably do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the lesson I learned is you never mess with a uh, neurodivergent king. Because he <laughs> always, he's always going to win in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was there a, 
did you what did you watch this on or how did you watch this i uh i bought the blu-ray i ordered it on amazon last oh, okay. week and it showed up yesterday or two days ago so i watched it there nice. i i kind of like want to see what it's like because i so i do have it on dvd but i just i just watched it on netflix there was like there was certain moments where like the sound was was weird like one in particular i know was when he was like had his argument with with katherine hepburn and he's like eating the ice cream and yeah. then he goes to the phone and stuff and like he was like he's like he's he like eating the ice cream and then he kind of like as he's like holding it, he kind of like you know tosses the spoon back in and there's like there's this weird like reverberating like noise to like that or like steps as they're like stepping not their vocals but just like kind of the, hmm. the sound effects sides of it and it happened a few other times and i was like i tried looking it up to see i was like is that like just trying to like you know uh like illustrate you know like did he have like the... a sensitivity to his to oh. sound or something like that but i didn't i couldn't find anything about it so i was like was that just like a fucking weird thing on like <laughs> Nef- did like netflix have something like mess up um, or I didn't really notice anything like that in in like the Blu-ray copy. Although I mean, so I watched it I watched it last night and like Chloe went to bed, so there's like headphone there's like a headphone jack on my audio receiver. So I watched it last night with like headphones mm. in. So you know, I guess I didn't notice anything too weird. And then this morning this morning I had a strange experience where I got up out of bed and I'm like, all right, I gotta finish this movie. And so, like, I was just, I was literally, like, just out of bed, bedhead, hair messed up, like, just wearing gym shorts, sitting out on the couch watching this movie. And mm-hmm. then I got to the point, I got to the part where Leo was, like, sitting on his couch, completely naked, <laughs> with, like, the cinema. And I'm like, I did the the Rick Dalton thing from, yeah, Once Upon a Time, I was like. Oh, I was doing the Spider-Man point thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I was like. <laughs> Oh shit! I'm I'm kind of doing that right now. <laughs> Got to watch this movie for my podcast. Got to watch this movie for my podcast. You know. Yeah. But I will say I did unplug the headphones eventually, and like I have a, I don't have a sub, but I have like you know a five surround sound, like two front speakers, center, and then two back. Mm-hmm. And I will say I feel like it didn't really feel like they were using all of the sort of like spatial oh, field. It felt very much front, like center. And then when there's like big airplane sequences, I could kind of hear it all around me. But I feel like for the most part, it was like mostly right in that center mostly. Hmm. left speaker. Well, who I don't if, know. So if they did that, that, that almost makes me think that that was intentional, that he's like Im- imitating the, if he did it, you know, especially if he's doing it with the, with the coloring, like imitating the sort of mono. Uh, yeah, that could yeah. like early uh talkies or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it could be. I I didn't do super deep digging into the sound. I just I was really trying to specifically look at like if there was like an issue with like the the echo stuff or whatever. Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah, not not that I really noticed. It also could be you know, this movie's from 2004, could just be like early Blu-ray, you know. Yeah. Before you know the technology had really caught up to make things like as good as they are now with like mm-hmm. in terms of audio and video quality i don't know yeah it could be 
I looked up just because I was like, I, I have a feeling there either wasn't an age of consent or it was probably lower Boo! back then. Yeah. The, so he he like he hires Faith Demare to be like an actress, but then he starts like dating her, and they make a point to like point out that she's 15 years old. I so I looked up. I was I was mainly just looking her up to see if like I knew her from anything. Uh, but the actress. Yeah. Okay. According to Wikipedia, she was like she was like eighteen or nineteen when they met. So why did so they why age did her they down do in the that? movie? <laughs> yeah. Why? It's, yeah. This is weird. Like, may she might have been? I don't know. It's her. Her birthday is nineteen twenty four or nineteen twenty five, and they met oh. in like they met in like late forty two or forty three, like somewhere oh. around there. So I don't know. It's still weird. Yeah, um, it's an interesting <laughs> choice. Yeah, I, yeah, I just. And then, why would they do that? <laughs> and then, like, she's having dinner with Leo, and I think Adam Scott's character is there too, and like talking about, like talking about, like her high school shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, like, I'm working oh. on my diploma or something like that. <laughs> and then she's like talking, and she's like, and after school, I'm working on my grooming, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that seems like a very strange scene like they didn't like the payoff of that scene was her like driving the car into like yeah uh, yeah because that's her last scene yeah was her just like don't you love me and he's like of course i love you and then yeah you never see her yeah um yeah uh uh, ava gardner yeah was was kate beckinsale i kept thinking of ava braun but that's hitler's wife (laughs) (laughs) um the only thing I could think was like just to kind of show that he, you know, he was a a uh, what do you call that? He was a he just he can't think of the <laughs> word. He was a Howard Hughes was a slut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that only shows like Catherine Hepburn uh, and uh, what's her name? Ava Gardner. Ava. Yeah, but it's like you look at the Wikipedia article and it's like a good yeah. like ten like or fifteen. Everybody. Like, Every like, famous actress, he was, yeah, a playboy, you know. Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Yeah. Uh, Hedy Lamarr. Um, yeah, there's a there was a ton. I, those are the only ones I remember, but there was like a dozen or so. And they were like all of like the biggest actresses at yeah. that time. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Was uh, Catherine Hepburn in the Philadelphia story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What year was that? 39 or no 41 i think oh okay because in the movie it seems like katherine hepburn it was like she was no longer like the it girl it seemed like her career was, was no so waning so that was that was before philadelphia story so she was she was known as box office poison that's right uh, throughout the 30s um she like had she was just in bad movie after bad movie. The Philadelphia story is actually the movie that like reignited her, her career. And then she okay. was kind of just like good after that. Interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. I want to say like early thirties, she was in bringing up baby and like, that was okay. like, she was in that one, like boom. And that was like a good movie. And then she was in like nothing yeah. until Philadelphia story. Interesting. Um, yeah, so, and then they dated, like, in that period when she, like, wasn't really, mm. you know, famous or whatever. Or at least, you know, she wasn't at the, the height of her, her 
career, I guess. Right, right. Um, Man, I wonder who they could have gotten to play like a period Jimmy Stewart in this movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Did you, uh, are you familiar with, and and did if you are, did you notice the, the Wainwright family cameos? I saw Rufus Wainwright. He was like the singer at the beginning. I'm, I'm sort of yeah. familiar with him. Uh, so his dad, Loudon, was the another. It was they were all the singers at the clubs. So it was like that older dude that was like really like yeah. That was that was Loudon. Oh, that was yeah. his dad. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. And and then later, uh, there's a woman singer, and that's Martha Wainwright. Who's his, oh, okay. So the who's, a who's Rufus's sister, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wild. There's, yeah, there's at least one more Wainwright who's a like musician to Lucy. I don't, I don't know. Kelly is a lot more familiar. Like she was the one that pointed out Rufus. I did. I was like, I was like, his name or that voice sounds really familiar. Yeah, he has a like, very distinctive voice. And yeah. that <laughs> it's funny that it's in a movie about like, uh, like a, a a rich kid because I feel like I feel like Wainwright is. Like then that would be like the name of like a family dynasty that would yeah. <laughs> come up with some patent in like the late eighteen hundreds that like spawned, you know, centuries of rich kids rich kid philanthropists. Yeah. Yeah, it does kind of have that that same uh that same vibe or whatever. Yeah, Rufus Wainwright was like addicted to meth for a while. He kinda had a he had a rough and tumble period. I think in the, the it might have been actually this period. Oh damn. Yeah, he had he had some drug problems. Damn, that's funny that he's in that though. I didn't, yeah, because uh, he has. I don't. I'm not familiar with like his music, but I'm familiar with like some collaborations that he's done. Like, there's oh, a okay. really good version of "Careless Whisper" by uh, mm-hmm. George Michael, mm-hmm. but it's Ben Folds and Woof, Rufus. Uh, holy shit! I was always like Woofus Wayne White. No. <laughs> There's a really good version of that song with Ben Folds and Rufus Wainwright, and like his voice is perfect for that song. Oh, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else you got, but I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah, I'll go. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, okay. So I think, uh, I think I landed somewhere around a nine for this. I want to say okay. pretty pretty solid nine. Uh, I had seen this one time before, long time ago. And the only things that I really remembered were show me the blueprints in the way of the future because we would constantly say that to each other. Mm-hmm. It was like a joke. Uh, but yeah, no, this is... You can, always, you can always tell when it's like a Martin Scorsese movie. Like he has a very certain stylistic flair, like way that he moves the camera and like <laughs> frames things. And mm-hmm. uh, I just, I really like it. And it, it kind of sucks that Scorsese is just kind of pigeonholed, it seems, as like, yeah, the gangster guy. Mm-hmm. Which, like, some of his, you know, most famous movies are, like, gangster movies. But yeah, yeah. But with, like, Aviator, uh, I guess Shutter Island is, like, more of a sort of horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. He, he can do more. And I think he does it really well with this one. And, like, yeah. I you know it's weird that you say Oscar Beatty because I didn't even I didn't even like register when I was mm. watching this but it, it kind of makes sense but it's it's the kind of good Oscar bait that only someone like Martin Scorsese can do yeah um, yeah I really liked you know pretty much everything about it I really enjoyed the color grading even though <laughs> it wasn't your cup of tea I thought it was kind <laughs> of a neat you know reference to that sort of bygone era 
And it's funny because I just saw Babylon. It's like another movie that's oh. like celebrates movie making from this period of time. I was like, oh yeah, cool. We're back in this world of like 1920s parties and da da. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it though. I thought Leo was great. Probably deserved best actor. He's probably deserved best actor a few times, but definitely yeah, for this probably. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nine. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm a little. I'm a little under that. Uh. I. I really appreciated. Uh. You know, Leo and Kate Blanchett. I thought they were both really great. Leo especially. Um. I think yeah, Mar- Martin Scorsese is just one of those those directors that just knows how to compose a movie and knows how to make just like you know, you you look at it and you're like, yep, that's what that's what I, I don't know. I feel like I'm being condescending. I don't mean to be. I mean he's <laughs> he he is he is a master of his craft, is what I'm saying. Um, but that said, I just feel like a lot of like screenplay wise, it was kind of by the numbers that was elevated again by performances and you know how it was shot and stuff i also i meant to to make a note of this too there were some editing ish like things that i had some issues with like like kind of like during the senate hearings it kind of jumped around like in weird ways um there were like a few there were like a few almost felt like mismatched cuts yeah where it would like it would be on one thing and then it would just cut to like another angle and it looked strange like yeah. their bodies weren't in the same positions or something like that. I did no I did notice that a couple times. Um but that said, I still really like the movie. Um I I'm going with a 7.57. <laughs> oh, like a okay. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, I, w- <laughs> I was going to say, sorry, uh, there was um, something on the Howard Hughes Wikipedia that kind of made me laugh. Apparently, someone speculate that he faked his own death. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I saw that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it says, a notable allegation came from retired Major General Mark Music, Assistant Secretary of the Air Force, who claimed Howard went on to live under an assumed identity, dying on November 15th, 2001, in Troy, Alabama. And my first thought was like, do you think he saw 9-11 and what airplanes could do? And was like, I can't. I just can't do this anymore. And he just died. Yeah. (laughs) What have they done to my my beautiful, my, my flying boats? What have they done? We went the way of the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because apparently, like the last like couple decades of his life, he was such a he was such a recluse. Like, there was like multiple times people said that he was dead. Like, yeah, there were many reports that he had died. So that when he actually died, people were like, "I think it, no. there was kind of like a at least from some people like a reaction of like, no, he's not." Yeah, it's like we've heard we've heard this before. You're not gonna get us with this. Yeah. One. Yeah. Although it says like when they like he died, it looks like, I think he died in a plane craft or he died on an airplane. It wasn't a crash. Yeah. But it was like malnutrition, covered in bed sores, kidneys damaged. I was like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It said that he. Yeah. It's the the cause of death on his Wikipedia page is kidney failure. But apparently, like they didn't like investigate it afterwards or something. So. But, I mean, 
No. <laughs> yeah. It seems weird that they wouldn't with such a, you know, do an autopsy or something on like one of the most famous people. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ever. Like, what do they know? What are they hiding? Yeah. It's, the way of the future. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the way of the future, here's the way of the future. Are, are, Hello? Hello? Are we back? I'm waiting for my watch to think that like I'm talking to Siri. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking we're back. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, I saw a new movie in theaters, but I'm not going to talk about it yet. <laughs> uh, but I will talk about its predecessor, uh, Puss in Boots, um, <laughs> uh, which came out like a decade ago. Uh, oh, Jesus. You know, it's a Shrek spinoff. Um, it's and you know I thought it was uh, decent. I, I I watched it because I hadn't seen it, and we're gonna see the sequel, and just we do we're we're the kind of people that do that, like regardless of if it's you know, I I actually thought the first one was gonna be like garbage because that was like right around that period where just like I don't know. Crank it. I, I feel like this period, like late 2000s, early 2010s. I mean, not to say that there aren't still plenty of garbage animated movies, but at least now I feel like they look better, <laughs> even like the not great yeah. ones, like they look nicer. But this is when, like, you'd get so many of them and they all looked like trash. Uh, yeah, and they were just I, like the worst shit. I wouldn't be able to differentiate. There's like, there's a Rapunzel movie. There's this princess movie. And then it's like Pixar movies would kind of get lumped in. Cause like, I feel like other like DreamWorks and other animation studios tried to like ape that Pix, uh, mm. that Pixar style. So then you just get a shitload of movies that all are kind of generic, big eyed princesses and mm-hmm. cartoon characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't like great or anything, but it was it was a lot better than I was expecting. Um it was fun, I think. And and I was saying how like bad animation was. I I think it actually like holds up pretty well. Um they changed up the animation style for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um and it looks incredible. Um so like compared to I've the heard. sequel, it's it's nothing, but like for a movie from like 2011, it looks pretty good. It feels like a, uh, I, I there was I can't oh yeah because there's like there's a there's a chase scene where they're like there's like a um, uh because it's like kind of like a soft it's like a fairy tale slash western because Puss in Boots is like a he's like a bandito so it's yeah it kind like of like a mixes Zorro the kind two of play yeah yeah um. And it's funny because Antonio Banderas played Zorro played so Zorro it's like, too yeah. it's kind of perfect. Yeah. Um, and th- so there's like a scene where they're like a stagecoach chase. And I kept going. I was like, this is like a, a lesser Rango. There, there's a few <laughs> scenes that, that kind of reminded me of 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 Rango in, in that way. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was. It was it was decent, you know, it was it was good. It was it was fun. It wasn't like a waste of time or anything. I was and sure. like I said, for expecting it to be garbage, I was I was like happy with it you know there's some yeah. funny funny bits and i just i think puss and boots is so fucking cute so <laughs> you know yeah it, it's when you when you pitch it like a spin-off of the shrek franchise which is already like probably K- two or three movies down. <laughs> yeah. yeah i've heard the first so the first shrek is great i think the first, first shrek, shrek is, is great 
yeah. I've actually heard like the second Shrek is really good too. Like, I mean, I've seen all of them, but it's been a long. I don't think time. I. I don't think I ever saw the last one. I've seen the first three, I believe. Because um, it's like Shrek one, Shrek two. One of them's like Shrek. F- is it? Are they doing like the Shrek. four? But it's like forever after yeah. or something like that. I feel like there's a fifth one, wasn't there? I don't remember. I don't think so. But <clears throat> apparently they're making another one. Are now, they? Or maybe? Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, maybe. Who it could be good? I don't know. But maybe. Uh, <laughs> but it's like yeah, when you pitch that, like, because like Puss in Boots was that a, was that character introduced in Shrek two? Yes. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Okay. It was in the second one. But it's like, yeah, the uh, spinoff of a side character. You're like, I don't know about this. And yeah. then, yeah, with the, this new one that is out, and like, I've seen everyone that I've seen talk about it is like, this rocks. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to see it today. So hopefully next week we'll be able to have a you know a full Hollywood Reporter roundtable discussion mm-hmm. on uh, Pussy Boots. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh, there's a Shrek behind you too on your on your uh, stand back there. Other way, other way. Oh yeah, the Shrek. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. I, saw <laughs> I, I forgot about him. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, I'm kind of a fan. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to talk about the second one. Nice. I, have, I have a lot more, you know, stronger opinions about that one. The, <laughs> the first one was just like it was, just good for for yeah. what it is. It's it's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's been kind of I don't know. I feel like January is kind of a a dry spell for you know stuff. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Lord of the Rings last time, right? We did. Mm-hmm. I think that was before I finished it, but we finished Return mm-hmm. of the King last week. Four hours later. Uh, I didn't realize it was like 30 minutes of, of credits for that. Cause it was oh, like, fuck. it's like four hours and 28 minutes. And then like the last scene ended, it was like four hours and we're like, Jesus, there's 28 more minutes of credits. God but also damn. I think, I guess you think of the scale of those movies and like, yeah, yeah. right. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's kind of funny cause we finished that and, uh, both Kate Blanchett and Ian Holm, like basically oh, yeah. the next movie they did was the aviator cause they were both. Oh, okay. in uh, Return of the King. Right. This is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've been, well, speaking of another aviator actor, we've been revisiting uh, 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> right. Which, like, this movie is, like, right before that. So every time yeah, I saw yeah. him, I just, all I heard was uh, Jack Donaghy. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, no, 30 Rock is great. We're yeah. only, like, halfway through the first season. And literally the last episode we watched was uh, one where Jenna uh, interviews for Maxim magazine, but like mm-hmm. they're blowing, they're blowing air at her. So like during the photo shoot, it looks like her hair is blowing. And uh, so they're asking her questions for the interview. And the guy is like, so what do you, so do you like, what do you think about the troops? Meaning like armed forces, but Jenna hears it as like theater troops. She's like, oh, I hate, I hate theater troops. They're <laughs> yeah. all just gay guys playing dress up or something. Like that. <laughs> and so then she has this like PR shit storm where Jenna is like, I hate the troops. They're all gay guys. <laughs> and so she's trying to like, and I feel like this episode that we just watched is like a perfect um, like distillation of stuff that you couldn't 
get away with on TV anymore. And I don't mean that in some sort of like, you know, reactionary boomer, like, yeah, we need more objectionable, problematic content on TV. Blah. But I think 30 Rock like really nailed the head and like nailed it with like that sort of satire, like doing like un PC comedy. But it's like, you know, it's it's always sunny. It's like they're idiots. They're all morons. And uh-huh. like it's morons making like just r- stepping on rakes and hitting themselves in the face. Because <laughs> at the very end of that episode, they, they go way over the top. They have Jenna like sing a song about how much she loves America. So she's like dressed, you know, red, white and blue. Everyone's covered red, white and blue. And uh, they have these like pinwheels that are supposed to be spinning that have lights on them and they malfunction. And so instead of like spinning light up pinwheels, they're they're stationary and they're swastikas. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's just everyone even like freaks out even more. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's wild to see a show like that and be and be as un PC and crass Mm -hmm. and like as problematic and not like making it a point. It's not like a political point they're making. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they make fun of like Liz Lemon is like the archetypal like lib like SNL writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like she is the butt of every joke, and yeah. it's great. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. So yeah, we've been we've been going through Thirty Rock. Then probably gonna. Nice. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. Like I, I think when it was still airing, there was one time where I was like I was really sick and I was like in my bed for like a few days at a time. And I very specifically remember, like, watching it on Netflix on my Wii. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Just watching, like, episodes, just barreling through 30 Rock episodes. Nice. So it'll be nice to revisit. Because I have a very, like, season one, I remember the most of. Like, all, like, the rural juror. I reference, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Urban fervor over the rural juror with, like, Barbara Walters. (laughs) It's just. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, or the, you know. She's like, why are you in a tuxedo? And he's like, it's five o'clock, Lemon. What am I, a farmer? Like, all those types of jokes. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, shit. They, they, like, the jokes per minute in this show, especially season one, it's just boom, boom, boom. It's wild. It's yeah. so good, though. Yeah. So that's my recommendation is a show from <laughs> 15 years ago. Go watch 30 Rock. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, that's one I watched when <clears throat> it, was on TV and I haven't watched it since, but I oh, do have yeah. a lot of like fond memories of that show. They reference Lemon Party like multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> oh, it's like her dad's name is Dick Lemon and it's like a Christmas party. She's like, well, it's not a lemon party without old Dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no show at the time I feel like was referencing like internet memes. Like they were so on top of it. Yeah. And, and famously, Donald Glover was like one of the main writers, I think, for the first four years of that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Tina Fey found him through Derek Comedy. Yeah, that was like his, I think that was his first, yeah, like big thing. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that one, maybe once I'm all caught up on my, that'd be that'd be a really good one to revisit at some point. And then I guess uh, I uh, watched... Uh, Movie from a couple years ago, so I'm brand new, but fairly new, uh, called The Kid Detective. Uh, and I think as far as the, of the, of the new year, I guess not counting Puss in Boots, but like, uh, like kind of re, like catching up on all my, my movie list from the past few years. It's probably, it's gotta be my favorite one that I've watched 
so far this this year is it was fucking awesome. Okay. Uh, Adam Brody's the the lead, um, who I've always liked. I was I've just always no, he's been one of those guys that I always like, even though he's I've never I don't think I've ever seen him play the lead in anything. He's always just been side characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you know who I'm talking about? Um, yeah, I, like I'm sure I've seen him in stuff. Yeah, I'm but to think uh, of, like what I mean, I first in the Amanda from, show. I probably saw him oh, really? in the Amanda show. I first know him from the OC because Travis watched the OC, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I like that guy. I like I like that character." Um, oh, oh oh yeah, I think Chloe and I watched some of that because uh, okay. I really like uh, I like Peter Gallagher a lot. Oh really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because, okay. like, we, we watched While You Were Sleeping, and he's in that. Mm. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's Sandy. I was like, what? I know. I think I know okay. Peter Gallagher as, like, the rich real estate guy that Kevin Spacey's wife cheats on him with in uh, American Beauty. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's And true. he's, like, yeah. one of those, like, mentalist hustlers, like, manifest your dreams kind of guys in that mm-hmm. movie. But I, yeah, I like Peter right. Gallagher a lot. Um, But, uh, yeah, anyways, this movie, the... Yes, the, the kid detective. It's uh, it, it's really funny because it. I'm I'm like starting it out. I'm like this is this is speaking of Derek comedy. Uh, did you ever watch Mystery Team? Yes, it's been a while, but I have seen it. It has a very similar premise to Mystery Team, where he's <laughs> this guy who, when he was a kid, he was this like in his town, not like not like world famous or anything, but he's like this yeah. really like famous kid detective. He like people would come to him and he would solve like. All these issues, usually like, you know, it, uh, like innocent sort of things like, <laughs> yeah. oh, th- these kids are like cheating on a test. You need to like or, or like <laughs> you need to figure out who's like giving them answers. Who like, sold like the that, candy or, out of the yeah, candy that kind bowl. Of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Then there there is one scene where it's like where this kid comes to him and he's like, oh, my my dad keeps. I don't remember what it is, but he's like he wants him to like investigate his dad for something that like seems innocent at first but then like it turns out that like his dad is like gay or something like that <laughs> and, like he dissolved it like ends up in his parents getting divorced so like there is it like cuts to that as like a like a darker <laughs> moment yeah um but then he has it, it even gets to a point where like he's like 12 years old and he has an office at the at the the mayor's like whatever you know, yeah. the, the station or whatever. And yeah. he has like his own secretary who's also like a kid. And so it's it's <laughs> this like kind of like cutesy, da da da. Um but then his secretary goes missing and people like the whole town like relies on him to find out what happened to her. And basically he never solves it. And that just kind of kind of like kills his reputation and because it's like a, a big, like serious case, and he just he can't he can't do it. He, he yeah, and he it kind of like kills his own like, you know he he kind of turns into like a he, it you know after that the movie jumps forward to now he's like thirty something years old and he's like yeah I'm a loser I'm I'm bad at what I do but he's still doing it like he still has the same office and he's still oh. solving like oh I need you to find my cat like these basic like, yeah. You know, He's he's surviving because his parents keep giving him money to pay for his oh. house and stuff like that. And and then this girl comes into his his office and uh she it's like an an act again, like an actual case. She she's like, Yeah, my boyfriend was murdered. 
and I, I want you to figure out who did it. And he's like, he's, he's like reluctant, but also he's like, oh, sweet. Like a real case for me. Yeah. (laughs) I can, I can reestablish my brand from my former child actor like days, you know? Yeah. And I think I just dug it because I just, I think Adam Brody kills it, but also it's just like, it's, it's it's my I, I've mentioned it a couple times before, like when we've talked about Bong Joon Ho movies in particular. My favorite genre is this is what I think Bong Joon Ho, uh, uh, Park Chan Wook who did Thirst, does mm. really well, and it's that blending of like of like comedy and drama and being able to like mesh them so well without them mm-hmm. kind of detracting yeah. from one another. Because this movie is really funny, but it gets really fucking dark. Like, especially towards the end. Like, it's surprising. Like, you're like, how how dark okay. it goes. Um, but I think yeah, it delivers second, on... It made me think of, like, sides. the nice guys. Like, that sort of, like... Yeah. The nice guys doesn't lean so much into the drama, but, like, I feel like it's sort of in that, like... like it has kind those of moments. inept guys trying to solve a case. Yeah. While going through personal demons at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has those, <laughs> those moments in the nice guys, but... Yeah, very nice guysy, but goes goes darker with it for sure. Um and yeah, and then the ending was is great is like like the final final scene is like fantastic too. That it, it's it's very it's a very like cathartic uh okay. release at the very end. Um What's it on? I feel like it's like Netflix or Hulu. I don't yeah, know. maybe, or it's like for rent on something, oh, or okay. yeah, I, I'll definitely have to give that a shot. Yeah, I I watched it alone, and I was telling Kalia that she should watch it. And now that I'm talking about it again, when we're done with this, I might go downstairs and try to try to watch it. Again. Get her to watch it. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! Movie. Next week's movie. Next week's movie. Next week's movie. That's it. That's those are the words in the order <laughs> that they're supposed to be in. <laughs> Uh, next week's movie. No Country for Old Men. <laughs> That'd be crazy if we put that again. Oh, no. It's another Kurosawa. Uh, oh, shit. Hell yeah. It's, uh, from 1958, directed by Akira Kurosawa. The Hidden Fortress. It's the one that we're gonna watch. Okay. Um. Sick. Sweet. Um. Have you, have you seen this one? I have not seen this one. Nope. Oh, I have cool. it. I, I I own it, but I I haven't seen this one yet. This is uh, one alongside Buck Rogers. I think it is like the main inspiration for Star Wars. Oh, yeah. It's okay. It's like his. It's like George Lucas's primary influence for it, alongside you know. And then he got he got the space stuff from Buck Rogers. <laughs> Oh, that's that's sick. Yeah, and of course, yeah, top dog Toshiro Mifune. Hell right yeah, at the top there. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that it is on uh, HBO. Um, and so watch it there. If it's on there, it's probably on. A, I should say on um, the Criterion Channel too. A lot of the yeah. one, a lot of those ones that you know, if it's in Criterion Collection, if you get Criterion Channel, it'll be on there too. Um, but I don't usually mention that because that's not 
obviously not as popular as Netflix or <laughs> shit like that. So yeah, uh, Takashi Shimura is in it too, from Ikiro, the main guy. Oh, nice. Um, and a couple other guys from Seven Samurai too. So yeah, watch it. Watch it there, HBO or whatever, before next week's episode. If you don't want to be spoiled, uh, these episodes come out every Wednesday at. 7 p.m. EST on Twitch and YouTube in video form, as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts in audio form. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> we also have social pages on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. So I'll say, and hey, if, you like. if you're watching on YouTube, comment, say something, you know, give us a like. I don't know. We seem to be doing well on YouTube, and I, I want it to be more than just people thinking that. The movies are online and they just see the thumbnails. Yeah. I, but you know. Yeah, we're almost at we're almost at uh ten thousand views on yeah uh, on Son of the Mask. Son of the Mask. But I checked the I told you this, but I checked the uh the analytics and our the retention rate is like it, the average is like thirty seconds for that. So like I don't know what's what's more sad is that we have nearly ten thousand views of people We've tricked 10,000 people. Who don't mean to be watching it, or the fact that 10,000 people want to watch this, The Son of the Mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to pay for it, so maybe that's what that's it is. Tr- that's true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like <laughs> us. It's it's other podcasters who are like trying to watch like bad movies, and then they're like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> it's a vicious circle getting yeah. sucked into... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, with all that said... I don't think there's anything else to say, but uh, show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. Uh, show me the blueprints. I'm DJ. The way in the, the future. Blueprints. Show me the blueprints. AKA right. J Spot Jack Cheese. Show me the blueprints. And with me, as always, show me the blueprints. Uh, as always, uh, the way of the future. Uh, I'm Nick, the AKA uh, the, the way of the future. Uh, AKA the Dr. Funk on Twitch. Uh, the way of the future. Show me the blueprints. Uh, the way of the future. Show me the blueprints. The way of the future. Show me the blueprints. The way of the future. Show me the blueprints. The way.